Well, it's so exciting that we get the opportunity to partner with people around the world to share the love and the truth and the hope of Jesus. Welcome to Cheney Faith Center. We're so glad that you are here this morning. We have been in a series for the past several weeks, excuse me, for the past several weeks called Pro Tips for Living Well. And we've been studying through the books of Proverbs. We've been reading a chapter a day during the month of October. And then on Sundays, we've been hearing messages about that week's reading. I get the privilege of sharing the last message today to wrap this whole series up. And as I do, I have a question that I would like to ask you. Raise your hand if you have ever had any regrets in life. Okay, almost 100% of the congregation agrees that they've had a regret or two in life. Oftentimes, regrets have to do with not listening to good advice. There's a short story by Jack London about this, and it's called To Build a Fire. It's about a young man who was new to Alaska, and he foolishly ventured out into the frigid Yukon Territory to meet his friends at the next settlement by 6 o'clock that night. His only companion was a wolf dog. This newcomer ignored the warnings of an old-timer who told him it was much too cold to travel, and even the dog was reluctant to go out into the snow. Well, by midday, the man had built a fire and sat down to eat his lunch of biscuits and bacon, and he was quite pleased with his progress. <clears throat> he continued on, and as he traveled, he fell through a thin patch of ice. He knew he'd freeze to death if he didn't dry his feet, so he built another fire. Now, unfortunately, a pile of snow fell on that fire and put it out. But by this time, his fingers were frostbitten, so he was unable to build another fire. His dog watched as the man died and then set out to the next camp to find warmth and shelter and a wiser master. <laughs> this man in the story didn't heed the call of wisdom as heard from the voice of the old man who had lived in the brutal Alaska climate for his whole life. And because of that, the young man died foolishly and all alone. God is much like the wise man in our story. His wisdom is beyond our comprehension. Yet thankfully, he has chosen to reveal his wisdom to us through his word. The book of Proverbs is chock full of the wisdom of God. We can be like the young man in the story. The question is, will we heed the voice of wisdom or will we foolishly neglect it and continue on to a path that leads to regret? As we begin, let's pray. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be at church today. Thank you for giving us health and strength to be here. I pray that you would give us ears to hear what it is that you want to speak to each of us. And the amazing thing about you, God, is that you know where each of us is at in our path and in our journey, and you know what we need to hear. I pray that you would speak to each of us and that we would hear what you're speaking and act upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, the main point of my message today is this. It's not too late. Heed wisdom's call today. How many of you are glad that it's not too late? That's an encouraging thought, isn't it? Now, maybe the path that you are on isn't quite as dramatic as the young man who was on a path of either life or death. But if we don't heed wisdom's call, we will be on a path to regret, disappointment, or sadness, rather than the contentment and the satisfaction and the happiness that is part of God's way for us, his path for us. Proverbs chapter 1 has a lot to say about this. And I'm going to read to you chapter 1, verses 24 through 31. And I am reading out of the New Living Translation. Now, let me tell you before I read this, this, this is pretty descriptive. And it might not appear super encouraging when I read it, but stick with me, okay? Stick with me. And the, the person that's talking here, it's a personification for wisdom. So it's wisdom talking to us as I read this. Proverbs 1, 24 to 31. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and read rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. Now, if we were to just walk out of here right now, that would not be a great way to end this message, would it? It's not super encouraging to, to hear that. However, if we do listen to it, it is encouraging because what this is telling us is it's not too late to heed wisdom's call today. And that's the main point of my message. It's not too late. Heed wisdom's call today. Verse 31 of chapter 1 in Proverbs shows us what happens when we choose to not heed wisdom's call. Verse 31a says they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way. That bitter fruit of living your own way is regret. And all of us have tasted that fruit because most of us have raised our hand to say that we have regrets in life. Regret is that feeling of sadness, a feeling of repentance or disappointed, disappointment over something that we have done. And we probably have learned and know that regret is not God's best for us. That's not his plan, and that's not what he desires for us. He much rather have us live with happiness, contentment, peace, satisfaction. That's what he has for us, and that's what we receive when we walk on wisdom's way. We've spent the past 31 days reading and being taught wisdom from the book of Proverbs. We've entitled the series Pro Tips for Living Well, but how many know the thing about a pro tip is that it needs to be applied and put into practice in our lives in order for it to work? 
For example, if I'm scrolling through Pinterest and I'm looking for healthy eating recipes for me and my family, I'm not going to get healthy by just scrolling through the recipes, right? I need to attend to those recipes, get the healthy ingredients, take them home, cook them, and then eat them so that I will be eating healthier. We can't just talk about pro tips. We have to implement them to truly live well. So here's some of the pro tips that we learned about over the past many weeks here in our services. Some of the topics were listening, learning, and being teachable, guarding your heart, the warning against easy sex, the reality about money, the importance of family, the blessing of correction, the power of words, and then just last week, a big chocolate fountain was brought right here at the end of the service, and that illustrated the scripture that talks to us about how wisdom is like honey. Mark didn't think we would all love to eat a big big bunch of honey, so he got chocolate fountain instead. But the point still, it still made the point, right, that wisdom is a delicacy, and it's something that we want to have a lot of in our life. Last week, Mark also talked to us about going to rescue the perishing. So we've received much instruction, much knowledge, which is really good. And if you've been reading the Proverbs, you got a lot of instruction and knowledge that way too. The thing about information is information without application equals little transformation. Information without application equals little transformation. It's great to know something, but what are we going to do with what we know? We're not just after knowledge here. We don't just come here to church to stuff our heads full of knowledge. We come here because we're after life change. We want to be people that are knowing Jesus, living for Jesus every single day. That's what it's about. And that's where the application part comes in. I hope that throughout this series, the Holy Spirit has shown you an area of your life where you need to heed wisdom's call. For me personally, last week when I heard Mark's message about going and rescuing the perishing, that really got me right here in my heart, and I knew that the Holy Spirit was speaking that to me. I took that scripture home and studied it during the week, and as I studied it more and more, the Holy Spirit did some things in my heart in my life. I was planning today to do a pro tip about marriage. <laughs> but then after I did my studying, I really felt like God was telling me to get up and share with us that it's not too late. It's not too late to heed wisdom's call. And someone needs to hear that today. Maybe many someones need to hear that today. Maybe for you, what stood out to you was something about your finances or your relationships, maybe your words, as we recognize that our words have the power of life and death, and we can either tear people down or build them up with our words. Maybe it had something to do with your attitude or your actions or a variety of different things, whatever it would be for you. And I believe that God is speaking to us today that it's not too late to heed the call of wisdom. Now, that word heed is kind of an old-fashioned word, isn't it? And I actually went and looked it up to see what it really meant. That word heed means to listen. 
Now, how many know the difference between hearing something and listening? When you were little, your mom might have said, are you hearing me? And you would say, yes, even though it went in one ear and out the other. And then she'd say, okay, but are you listening to me? Listening has a whole different connotation. Hearing is, just has to do with information. Listening means acting upon the information. And that's what heed means, to listen, to pay attention, and to do something different than what you were doing previously. We want to get the full benefit of this pro tip series, which is to truly live life well as a result. So we're going to take a little bit of time right now here in the service to heed wisdom's call. My question to you is, what is one specific area of your life where you have been challenged or received further instruction or clarity the past few weeks by reading through the book of Proverbs and hearing these messages? And then the next question is, what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? Am I going to ignore it? Or am I going to pay attention and do something about it? At this time, our ushers are going to hand you a slip of paper. And on this slip of paper, there's two, two questions or statements. The first one says, it is not too late for me to heed wisdom's call in this area of my life. So this is where you get to think and pray and, and sit still a minute and think, okay, Lord, what is it that you're speaking to me? What, what wisdom do you want me to follow in my life? So that's the first thing. The second thing takes it a step further with a little more application, and it says this, I will heed wisdom's call in this specific way. Now, I know there may be some people here today who are new, and maybe you didn't hear the messages, and, and or maybe you didn't read through the book of Proverbs. So for you, you might not be prepared to fill this out, and that's mighty fine. Just take this home. Whether you fill it out or not, you can take this home and put it in a place where you will see it. But for those who are new to this, maybe your next step is choosing to read through the book of Proverbs, maybe in the, book of, or in the month of November, or maybe go back and listen to the messages that we have available to you on Spotify, iTunes, or YouTube. So what I'd like to do is take about two minutes right now, and we're going to just be quiet in the room. There'll be stillness and quiet, and this gives you an opportunity to just pray and to fill this out and to see what the Lord may be speaking to you. So we're going to do that right now.
The thing I love about this simple little exercise is that this makes it personal for me. Now, I have a, a confession to make. As I've been reading through the book of Proverbs, whether it's in my paper Bible or on my screen over the month of October, I have to admit, as I was reading, I thought, hmm, this scripture would be good for so-and-so. Or this verse, really, someone needs to hear this. Someone, I won't say who the someone is, but in my mind, I knew. Or highlighted it because someone else needed it. Can I just tell you, we're not responsible for what other people need. We are only responsible for what we need. You may have been reading through Proverbs and notice that you have someone in your life who is acting very foolishly. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is how you act wisely towards the person who is foolish. And that was something that the Holy Spirit convicted me about during these past months. And so I was happy to get my attitude back back in check and only start highlighting things that were applicable to me, not everyone in my family. <laughs> okay, I have another question. Just like I started with a question, I have a question now. Raise your hand if you have ever regretted heeding the call of wisdom. Okay, a couple people, a couple people raise their hand. It's a very smaller percent than the percentage of those who regret not heeding wisdom's call. And I think there's something to be said there. Most often, when you heed the call of wisdom, it leads to minimal regrets in life. A life without regrets is a life of freedom. It's a life of peace. It's a life of happiness. And one of the best pro tips that we could give with this series for living well is to make choices today that won't lead to regrets tomorrow. Because the house that we're building today, we will be living in tomorrow. Just like we opened up with a story about a man who didn't heed wisdom's call, I'd now like to share with you a story about a man who did. This is a Scottish tale by a man named Edward Bradley. I wish my friend Shona was here to tell it to us with her Scottish brogue. And I'm not going to try to attempt that, so it'll just be in my accent. <clears throat> there was a young Scottish farmer who was married to the love of his life. And they had one young son. They worked hard to provide for themselves, but they never had enough to get by. So they decided that the husband would travel to go look for work while the wife and the son stayed at home and survived on their meager profits. Their separation was very painful, but they comforted themselves with the promise to be true to each other and meet again under better circumstances. The husband went to England and traveled until he met a worthy farmer with whom he agreed to work. The master respected the Scotsman because he was steady, he was industrious, and he was honest. Year after year, he worked for his master and left his wages in his master's hands until finally he could quit working with a large sum of money to take home with him. As he prepared to head home, his master laid all of the wages on the table in front of him 
and said, will you take your money or will you take three advices in its place? The Scotsman thought about it for a moment, but then he replied, sir, your advice has always been good to me. Therefore, I think it better to take the three advices than the money. So the master took the money away and gave him these three advices instead. Number one, when you are going home, keep on the highway and take no byway. Number two, lodge not in any house in which you see an old man and his young wife. Number three, do nothing rashly until you have well considered what you will do. Besides these three advices, the English farmer gave him sufficient money to get home and also a loaf, which he was not supposed to break until he could eat it with his wife and his son. Then they said goodbye. After traveling several miles, the Scotsman met up with a peddler who was also on his way to Scotland. So they agreed to travel together. They came upon a byway which was much shorter than the high road, and the peddler proposed they take it. But the Scotsman would not because he thought of his master's first advice, stay on the highway and take no byway. So they each went their own way, and when they met back up, the peddler was weeping without his pack, for he had been robbed on the byway. The Scotsman was relieved he had taken his master's first advice. They walked on together to the town, and the peddler said he knew where they could get good lodgings. But when they got there, the Scotsman saw it was the house of an old man and his young wife. So he would not lodge there because he remembered his master's second advice. Lodge not in the home of an old man and his young wife. The peddler went into the house while the Scotsman found a coal house to sleep in. In the middle of the night, he felt someone come in the door and then go out again. But as he passed by in the dark, the Scot Scotsman cut off part of his coat and kept it in his pocket. The next morning, it was found that the old man had been killed in the night. The authorities found the peddler sleeping in the home and arrested him after they found a knife in his pocket. So the peddler was condemned to hang. As the Scotsman accompanied him to the gallows, he observed among the crowd a young man walking with the young wife of the murdered man. The young man's coat was the same color of the swatch he had cut in the coal house. The Scotsman showed the authorities the swatch and the peddler went free. The benefit of following the second advice was not only for the Scotsman, but for the peddler as well. It was midnight when the Scotsman finally got home. He knocked on the door, and after his wife lit a candle, she opened the door. When the door was opened, he saw a fine young man lying in his bed. The Scotsman thought another had taken his place and wanted to go attack him until he thought of his master's third advice, do nothing rashly. So he asked, who is that man? 
It is our son, the wife replied. He came home from the service last night and slept in that bed. I would have killed my own son if it hadn't been for my master's third advice, the Scotsman replied. With great delight, he sat down with his family and opened the loaf he had carried all the way from England. With the first slice, he found silver and then also all the wages that would have been paid by his master. So the Scotsman got the money and the three advices, and with the, all the money, he grew his farm and lived comfortably for the rest of his days. That story reminds me of the scripture, Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. The choice the Scotsman made to choose wisdom over the wages he toiled to earn shows just how much he valued wisdom. He heeded wisdom's call time after time after time, which allowed him to arrive home safely with the loaf that had contained the riches. By heeding wisdom's call, he had no regrets, and he received riches as well as wisdom. Can I tell you that when you choose wisdom, it certainly benefits you, but it also benefits everyone that you associate with. It benefits your spouse. It benefits your children. It benefits your extended family. It benefits your neighbors, your coworkers. If you're a boss, it benefits your employees. Wisdom benefits everyone, not just you. That story is a perfect illustration of a person who heeds wisdom's call. Just like Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 to 31 shows what happens when we don't heed wisdom's call, I want to read to you chapter, uh, verse 33, which tells us what happens when you do. But all who listen to me, and remember me as wisdom, all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear or harm. It's not too late. I want to encourage you to heed wisdom's call today. You, as you leave this room, you have something in, in front of you, a path in front of you. You might have something very specific even now that you are considering. And this is important for us to hear that to heed wisdom's call is always the right path to take. Now, because most of us raised our hand at the first question about how many of us have regrets in life, I recognize that we have regrets. And I want to encourage you, the same God who encourages us to go along wisdom's path is there to pick up the pieces with us when we've chosen our own way. He is there to bring healing. He is there to bring forgiveness and he is there to bring a second chance. So for any of us who have heavy hearts this morning because of a regret in our life, we can be encouraged that God sees, God hears, and he knows, and he is ready and willing to help you pick up the pieces and move forward on wisdom's path. Let's pray. Thank you, God, that 
you have given us wisdom through your word. And Lord, I also thank you that the Bible also tells us in James 1.5 that if we lack wisdom, we can ask you and you give it generously without finding fault. And so we stand here with open arms and just ask, Lord, for you to give us that wisdom. Lord, I pray for the people here who have a decision to make, even as they leave this room, they have a decision to make to go their own way or to follow wisdom's call. I pray that you'd give them courage and strength to choose wisdom. Lord, for those of us who have some regret in our lives, I ask that we would bring that regret to you and that we would allow you to bring healing to our hearts and to our lives. Thank you that you are a God of second chances. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.